This podcast is brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate delivers the best in geek and gaming gear. From collectibles, apparel, and tech gadgets to art and other epic gear, it's like having Comic-Con in a box. Loot Crate also features individual subscription boxes for gaming, anime, Marvel, and WWE fans, and plans begin at just $24.99 a month. So head on over to cinemageekly.com slash lootcrate, or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. Coming to you in hypersonic ultra maximum high definition from the depths of the interwebs and straight into your ear holes, it's the Cinema Geekly Podcast. Featuring all of the people's names I wasn't paid enough to say in this intro. It's time for the Cinema Geekly Podcast, episode 203. It is Anthony Lewis and Glenn Bovane. We're back to talk more movie news and reviews. Uh, the first thing I guess we should probably talk about real quick is the 93rd Academy Awards. They just happened, I think. Was it just a day or two ago? I don't even remember. Yeah, Sunday. Sunday. Um, Oscars so meh this year, I guess. I didn't see that trending anywhere, but... That's the general feeling. Well, I had like a 60% drop in viewership. Yeah, nobody watched this. Um, I mean, I can't really blame people. This was... They're essentially giving awards for the year 2020 in movies, and it was a kind of a bad year for movies Um, in some ways. In some ways, there were some really great things, obviously. Uh, One of the... A couple of the movies we talked about on our best of list that ranked pretty highly were nominated for Best Picture. So um, there were definitely good movies, but I feel like in general, 2020 wasn't a general audience movie year. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that's why the audience for this particular year's Oscars were... Uh, I mean, 60% drop is huge. That's that's a ridiculous drop year over year. I can only imagine it's because a lot of people just didn't watch a lot of new movies and there weren't a lot of great new movies that were easily accessible. Um, I don't even know where you would have gone to see the movie that won Best Picture. Uh, was that like available on streaming right away? I hadn't, I hadn't even heard heard of it when it went. Uh, I mean, I had heard of it because it's the director's the one doing the Eternals. Uh, um, is that, was it, who is that? Chloe? Chloe Zhao, I think that's her name. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I wanted to watch it. I just, I mean, Nomad I don't even know Land anything about it. I yeah. literally have no idea what it's about. No idea. Franc- um, uh, Francis McDormand is uh, the lead and she also won for best actress as well for that movie. Uh, but yeah, Sound of Metal was nominated, which uh, was Glenn and I's number one movie of 2020. Uh, Mank was also nominated, which also landed pretty high on our list. Uh, Minari won some awards as well, but I'd not heard about, I'd not heard of that one. 
uh, Promising Young Woman, uh, The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, which I really enjoyed, and uh, Trial of the Chicago 7, which I believe you enjoyed, were um, all best pictures. I mean, I wouldn't say enjoyed, but I watched it. (laughs) Oh, I mean, wait, hold on. So... Is that like a, you didn't have fun watching it, but thought it was good or you watched it and didn't think it was good? I can't remember. Um, I guess a little bit of both. Oh, okay. So were you surprised? Like, it's not it a bad nominated? movie. Yeah. It's not a bad movie. I mean, no, I'm not surprised it was nominated. It's Aaron Sorkin. I mean, it's mm-hmm. probably, you know, it's going to do what it does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just, um, I don't know. I didn't, I don't know. I just, I guess didn't really care for it too much. Yeah. So they switched things up a little bit this year and ended the show with best actor. And I guess the general feeling was that they want, at least amongst the internet folk, was that the reason for ending the show on best actor was because Chadwick Boseman was going to win for best actor and they wanted to end the show on a celebratory note giving an award posthumously to this uh, uh, to this person and instead the award went to Anthony Hopkins for the father and maybe their feeling here Glenn was let's end the show on history because Anthony Hopkins is the oldest person I believe to win the best actor award uh, he wasn't even there, so I heard it like literally he just ended. Yes, he wasn't even there. Uh, apparently, he uh, did provide some sort of like video response where uh, he actually did talk quite a bit about Chadwick Boseman also, but uh, was surprised at his win. Um, Riz Ahmed was nominated. Stephen Yoon was nominated for Minari. And Gary Oldman was nominated for Mank. So, yeah. I mean, do you have any sort of feeling as to why they would be ending on best actor other than that uh, the, like the whole of the internet was like pretty sure like the only reason they would have done this was for Chadwick Boseman but then he didn't and the general consensus was the show ended very 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 poorly yeah I heard it like I heard it just literally he wins and then it just the show kind of just ended because he wasn't there there was no yeah. walk up for the speech mm-hmm. um i like i didn't watch it yeah um, which i mean i usually do but this year i think it's because i just i hadn't seen a lot of the movies so mm-hmm. yeah and like the ones that we had seen like i knew sound of metal wasn't gonna win anything you know yeah. I, I like it, it well you know. it won the it won two awards and one of them we called like the instant we watched it which was for the sound yeah um and I think it also won for editing as well. Yeah, it won for editing. Which, mm-hmm. kudos. Um, but yeah, Frances McDormand won Best Actress. Um, trying to see if there's any other... Uh, Chloe Zhao did win Best Director. Mm-hmm. Also for Nomadland. I'm trying to see if... Like, Soul won for Best Animated Feature. But, you know, holy cow. Like, there was not a lot of competition I mean, usually Pixar ends up killing these things anyway, and there were two Pixar movies nominated. But, and like, I hadn't even heard of Wolf Walkers. There's a Shaun of the Sheep movie, or Shaun, not Shaun of the Sheep, Shaun the Sheep. Uh, I keep seeing Shaun and then the, and naturally presume it's the Edgar Wright movie. Um, 
but still won for best animated, which not a surprise. Uh, it was easily the best one. I'm trying to see if there was anything else of note, though. Like Tenant won best visual effects in a move. Like that's a movie year, though, where most big blockbusters did not come to theaters. Uh, they were almost all entirely held off. So yeah, nothing, nothing crazy there. I think Mulan was the other big movie that was nominated in that, um, that particular uh, category. Mank won for best cinematography, which yeah, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Not surprised. No surprises there. Uh, Sound of Metal did win for best film editing. Mank won for production design. None of those. None of those things are really surprising at all. Sound of Metal won for best sound. Uh, so yeah, that. I mean, I guess okay, but eh, not really blown away. I'm, I'm regularly not blown away by the Oscars, but I can see why there'd be an audience drop. I just didn't expect the drop to be quite that big, but yeah, we're still living in a pandemic world, Glenn. So maybe, maybe that's why. Perhaps they will go up next year. The box office is starting to steadily see... Uh, I wouldn't say a return to normalcy, but they're taking their first steps. Um, some of these movies, uh, especially like uh, the HBO movies, we're going to talk about uh, a couple of them. But like Godzilla vs. Kong did well for itself, even in the United States, where it was also airing on HBO Max simultaneously. I think a lot of people just wanted to go to theaters and see movies. So, yeah, I think I had like my friends. We we're talking about Mortal Kombat, and I knew they were out of town, so I assumed they see it in a, they saw it in a movie theater, but I I didn't talk to them about it. Mm -hmm. For some for some places, um, uh, like for like for some countries, I guess, like in Australia, I know, like there is no HBO Max, so those movies just open in theaters. You don't have a choice but to see them there. Uh, but Mortal Kombat opened pretty well, all things considered. Um, currently it's sitting at 51 million worldwide and domestically has done 23 million. Like that's not quite pre pandemic numbers or anything like that, but it's not bad considering where some movies were opening. I mean, I would ask like, how much more do you think that would have made in normal circumstances? Like, I don't think it would be honestly, I don't think it would have much more you for know? an opening weekend. Yeah. I don't think it would have done a whole lot more than that, but you know, I, maybe another 10 or 15 million more. Cause uh, it's basically just the name. I mean, there's no, there's no like star power that's going to draw you. Oh, in. Yeah. It's just, fans yeah. of the franchise yeah i mean we're gonna dive in and talk about yeah, that in, yeah. in just a minute uh did you see the the trailer for uh shang chi and the legend of the ten rings no i actually haven't okay uh let me just like i just want to state for the record that uh i i stand in a little bit of contradiction from some of the other people who have reviewed uh, or talked about the trailer. There was a lot of talk about the trailer for this uh, movie that, uh, at least the main talking point I saw, was that it doesn't look like the other Marvel movies, which I will grant them, there are parts of it that don't, but there are parts of it that look, you know, reminiscent of uh, 
like Black Panther or some of the stuff where they're in like San Francisco um, or I'm not sure if they're in San, I think they're in San Francisco. Um, some of those things look pretty close to what those Marvel movies looked like, but it does look like they're going to do a lot of um, a lot of jumping around in time or at least a lot of like flashback type stuff. And some of the things that look like they take place in like, um, like ancient China or things like that, those things do look a little less like your standard Marvel movies. Uh, they don't give anything away. It's weird. It's like a teaser trailer, but it's like two minutes, which isn't really much of a tease. That's almost, I mean, that is like a full length trailer. They just don't really show you much of anything of like nothing that you can like piece together, like what's happening in the story. Um, there's just lots of uh, various beats, uh, action and set pieces and things like that. Um, it looks okay. Uh, the fight stuff, like the fight scenes look like they're going to all be incredible. Um, and it should be fun, but I'll, uh, I'll, re I'll reserve my judgment. I, I kind of feel like Glenn, I'm being spoiled by these Marvel TV shows where we are getting to see much more character development happening. Uh, I haven't had a chance to record the finale of the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier yet. Uh, I'm going to be doing that in a couple of days or maybe tomorrow. I don't remember. Um, but both that show and WandaVision, I think, have done a really good job, at least when it comes to adding more to the the pre-existing characters and giving them a look... A, just, audiences like a little bit more to latch on to, which I know is cheaty because that's how TV works and you don't get nearly as much time to flesh out your characters in a two hour movie when you've got, you know, whatever the case may be, six or 10 hours of content to be able to add in uh, character development. But so far, I think the, at least based off of the two minutes I saw, Shang-Chi looks like it will be fun, but uh, you know, I'm I'm not exploding with excitement to see it. So we'll see. I mean, obviously we'll get more, but for now, I'm like, okay. Uh, it, I, my world wasn't blown away. Um, and speaking of which, Glenn, we've got a couple of movies that uh, I feel like I enjoyed, but I wasn't completely blown away by either of them. But they had their they had their ups and downs and they had their fun. So let's I guess we should start with uh well I mean Godzilla versus Kong is the the oldest of the two, right? So let's let's start with that one. Uh what were your thoughts on Big Lizard versus Big Ape? Um Yeah, I was fine. Mm -hmm. I didn't think like uh Everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's all big smash them fights. I felt like there were definitely lols, but I don't, they weren't incredibly boring like the other movie, like the last one. Mm -hmm. uh, and I would even say the first Godzilla for that as well. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the right person won in their fight. Um it was all just super predictable. I guess that's the only thing. Like, you know, we all knew where this road was going to lead to. Yes. Um, so there wasn't like any suspense in that. 
uh, regard. But yeah, sure. I mean, the fight scenes were good. Um, I guess the only thing that really caught me off guard was how much of a backseat Kyle Chandler's character was going to take as the director of this. Like, I wasn't. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting him to only be in like two scenes. Well, really, not just that, but Millie Bobby Brown, who was essentially one of the bigger stars of the last movie, like she yeah, was in this. Billing. She was in this movie more than Kyle Chandler, but she was essentially relegated to the B plot of the movie. Yeah, yeah, and was just there running around with a conspiracy theorist podcaster guy. Um, yeah, and and the that little was it. kid from. Deadpool 2. Yes! Yeah, uh, and that was pretty much it. That's pretty much all they did. Uh, I did enjoy their hijinks together. Mm -hmm. I think I enjoyed that. I mean, I enjoyed that immensely more than the Jane Goodall, King Kong kid storyline, for Mm -hmm. sure. No, absolutely. Like, they always try to I mean, they can't just do, like, fight scenes the whole time. But the human stuff really does sort of get in the way of of that. But then you don't then you don't get to do a 113 minute long movie, Glenn. Then the movie would be significantly shorter if that's the, true. If the people were just there to set up the fights and then we watch the fights. Um, but I mean, those are the problems you kind of run into. Like the stars of this movie are two very large CGI creatures that have no dialogue, largely just battle with one another, and it's kind of difficult to build a really compelling movie around that. So, yeah, I thought this was I thought this was fun. I thought it was good enough. Like <laughs> damning with faint praise here. Like this was fine to Honestly, this would have probably been fun to see in a theater, like on a, like on the biggest possible screen. I'm sure this yeah. actually would have been a lot of fun. But sitting home on like a lazy day, like when the movie came out, and just popping it on my big screen and putting my feet up and having some popcorn, it was fine. It was a good watch. I probably won't go back to this uh, ever again. But it was it was okay. Um, the uh, the stuff that people were pulling out spoiler alert if you haven't watched Godzilla vs. King Kong but uh, the stuff that people were pulling out from the trailer was accurate sort of like people kept people kept assuring us uh, in their trailer breakdowns and reviews that uh, Godzilla going around wrecking shop couldn't have actually been Godzilla. It must have been Mecha Godzilla in like a Godzilla skin suit or something. But it wasn't. Godzilla was just wrecking shop, and they did make Mecha Godzilla, but later. Um, and as one would expect, eventually these two giant creatures team up to defeat the 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 metal one. Uh, so yeah. I don't know if there's really much more to say about this, Glenn, uh, because that's, they go that's to the it. middle of the earth and it's. Oh yeah, yeah, I completely forgot. To Inception, but with big monsters. Yes, I completely forgot about the hollow earth stuff, as well. Uh, also, the earth is hollow, and that's where all of the big creatures came from. 
Um, and King Kong leads him there because he wants to go home innately, like a salmon swimming up the river. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, I guess there were some story elements to this, Glenn, but as you can see now, uh, several weeks removed from watching it, none of those things really stuck with me. Uh like it was, it was I a. Can't f- imagine. It was why. a fun. It was a fun watch, but that's it. Uh, any other thoughts on Godzilla versus Kong? And what would you give it? Um. Yeah, I mean, guess not really. I guess the fight scenes were okay. I didn't think they were amazing. Like they're making no. it sound like, oh, it's a clean slate, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. I guess they're like, there's. I enjoyed the first fight scene, even though I don't understand how a. How a giant aircraft carrier could withstand could all of be that. Flipped in a, could be flipped around <laughs> and still float. Yes. I, I would assume there'd be some structural in- integrity issues with that. There's some sort of physics <laughs> issues. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Or, you know, be able to support that kind of weight. Whatever. Um, yes. That aside. Because to me, it's always like anytime my friends are, we were talking, like, oh, who would win? It's like, oh, you know, Kong's got thumbs, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. But it's like, I mean, if they're in water, all he's got to do is just drown his ass, right? I mean, that's yeah, seems pretty simple enough. It doesn't seem and like he's so very. It yeah. doesn't seem like he's very a competent swimmer. Um, yeah. So Godzilla, of course, they, has atomic yeah. breath. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I guess their second fight scene was okay. I'm not gonna lie, I really didn't care about any of the Mecha Godzilla stuff just because we nope. just you knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. What I mean, I did like the idea that the reason why Godzilla was killing everything was because he was like, do that there was some kind of top dog somewhere else that he had to kill. So I, mm-hmm. I did like that that was kind of the mechanism for stuff, that that was pretty good. But yes. Yeah. I mean, score wise, I don't know. I mean, what, three, I guess? That's I mean, where I went. Yeah. I went with, it's okay. <laughs> High praise. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was just fine. Uh, so let's let's now move on to talking about uh, the most recent release, 2021's Mortal Kombat, directed by Simon McCoyd. Uh, so this is a reboot of the original Mortal Kombat films. Uh, one which was bad but fun. And a second one, which was really bad. And depending on, uh, depending on your personality, either really bad and awful or really bad and really fun, uh, depending on, uh, your tastes in movies. And for me, uh, Glenn, it fluctuates. Uh, sometimes, uh, that second Mortal Kombat movie is fun, hilariously fun, but sometimes I can't be bothered. Uh, but this is uh, a reboot, uh, of course, based off of the the games, which I think since those original Mortal Kombat movies has apparently, this is unbeknownst to me, but apparently developed quite a bit of lore in the games, at least. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they have like DC versus Mortal Kombat now, too. So, yeah. Yeah, so oh, it like shit. intertwines well, the stories. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward for when Warner Brothers goes that direction. Uh, <laughs> uh, the thing that really struck me about this movie, other than the fact that I had fun, uh, and I think it was smart 
to go with the R rating. Because how do you do Mortal Kombat? You can't do yeah. like a bloodless Mortal Kombat. Even if the CGI blood was terrible. Oh, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it was cartoony blood for sure. Like there were some times it was okay, but mm-hmm. it was one of the ones that stood out to me was when Sonya Blade got stabbed. And yes. it literally just looks like a Photoshop of red on her shoulder. <laughs> we'll do that in post. Um, yeah. But with yeah. no money. Uh, it was the thing that really stood out What's to me. What's that from where they just keep saying we'll fix it in post? What is that oh. from? I don't remember. I don't know. Anyways. I know. It, I, I mean, I, it's like I know, but I don't. I know. I know what you mean, though. Um other than the fact that I thought it was a good move to do the the hard R rating, the the thing that really stuck out to me is that they did Mortal Kombat without doing the Mortal Kombat. Yeah, uh, yeah. There was no tournament in this at all, which obviously is like the Achilles heel of this franchise. If you're going to try to do like a like a movie around it, um, that's not particularly interesting. So they tried to avoid it as best as they could. Uh, well, the next one would probably be more around the tournament, which makes sense because we have a setup for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm torn about this. Uh, there there are no big stars in this movie, which is fine. There does not have to be. Uh, there were some things in this that I thought were like I really enjoyed the the opening of the movie where we sort yeah, of got like yeah. the origin of Sub-Zero and Scorpion and their feud and all of that stuff. Uh, before... And his family being frozen that was hauntingly beautiful. Yeah, the, there was some actually really good stuff I thought in the beginning. Um, that's followed up by like, I, I wouldn't say that there are any... No, I, I take that back. There's a, there's a bad performance. The guy who plays Shang Tsung is... I thought awful in that role. Uh, I like the main bad guy. Yeah. He was just that dude just felt like he was there. Uh, I don't know. It was, he seemed very bland and boring. Um, But for the most part, I would say like, you know, competent acting. Like it was fine. Like nothing stuck out to me as like, Oh, this is like 1995 bad. There was, there was nothing like that, but for the most part, with the exception of whoever it was who played Kano, who I thought, I mean, he was hit or miss sometimes, but that's a guy who felt like he was thoroughly enjoying chewing up everything that he was in. Yeah. He actually felt like a character in a, in the video games. Yes. Uh, I thought that was excellent. Um, like the fight, a lot of the fight stuff is really good. Uh, I, I don't really have any problems with, with like some of the fight scenes. Uh, they, they go for like a big buildup at the end with uh, a Scorpion and Sub-Zero battle. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Kung Lao, I thought was a lot of fun. The, the guy with the big, uh, the big hat. Uh, that yeah, he throws yeah. around. Uh, he was fun, although they kill him. Spoiler. Uh, so he was like one of the most fun characters. But there is a lot of things. Apparently, uh, after watching the movie and then reading about this, I'm like, oh, so they must have dug into this video game lore. It turns out that they picked pieces of it, but it turns out they also just made up a lot of things as well. Um, 
for the movie. And they introduced a character who is not in the games. Uh, yeah. Cole, I think, is his name. And he's supposed to be our human avatar, I guess, for, you know, what if we got sucked into this world? That sort of thing. Um, and it's later explained that he is a, um, a like an ancestor, I think, of Scorpion. Scorpion. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so, yeah, there's... I would say that there's... I wouldn't say that there was a whole lot of bad. I would say that there was a whole lot of okay with some good sprinkled in. Uh, what, what did you think of Mortal Kombat 2021? Yeah, I didn't think uh, performances were... I mean, there are some bad stuff in there. I'm actually curious if a lot of these people were more have more of a stunt background. Uh, that'd be my guess. Because mm-hmm. um, like you said, outside of like Kano, no one was like particularly... Um, charismatic. Besides, guy plays Scorpion because he's been in a lot of stuff. Um, in the yeah. past, he was in. I think he was in Last Samurai. I'm pretty sure he is. Um, but yeah, it was. It was. It was what it was supposed to be. I guess right. So yeah, my expectations weren't super high as long as it was fun and you know cool fatalities and whatnot. Then that's about all I was looking for. Um, so that's why I was like really pleasantly surprised at the beginning. I thought, like you said, that was just such a good setup for everything. Um, so that whenever you did finally get to have the big Scorpion Sub-Zero fight, it just was even more awesome. Yes. Um, so yeah, no, it was, yeah, I thought it was fine. Um, I think the director even said like, treat this movie like a DLC so <laughs> I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, I would say, I don't know if it's the best video game movie, but it's definitely the second best easily. Mm-hmm. I would say, um, I think the only one I would say might be better is just detective Pikachu, but that's probably just cause I, would I never say really that. played. I never played much mortal Kombat. I was much more of a street fighter kind of person. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I always found Mortal Kombat too slow in the fighting, whereas I just like the bat and mushing or button mashing that is more arcade Street style. Fighter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but no, it was it was fun. Um, it did, like I said, did what it was supposed to do. Some pretty cool deaths, good fights. I think they, um, and just the way even the script, the way it moved things. I've, thought felt pretty natural besides the whole like Cole Young having to leave and come back but for the most part everything I thought felt fairly organic not too too clunky but yeah I mean the whole idea with Cole having to leave one of these things that they institute into the into this movie is I guess you have to go on like you get everyone who is to be involved in Mortal Kombat I guess is born with some sort of semi-faded Mortal Kombat logo on their skin somewhere as a birthmark. Yeah, or you kill someone to get it. Yeah, and you have to go... Yeah, because that's what Sonya, Sonya Blade, gets, because she mm-hmm. does not have it. But she kills... Uh, spoiler alert. She kills Kano with a garden gnome. That seems like a shitty way to go out. Uh, and not in the Mortal a Kombat gnome tradition. he's spit on. Yeah, that's right. What a... <laughs> Really, really, Glenn, truly an excellent payoff that was. Yeah. Revenge is hers. Um, but they, uh, you have to go on some sort of like mystical quest 
to like this uh, this training place, this uh, I don't know, um, wherever it is, and then through whatever means uh, is necessary, you acquire a power. Like this is sort of like how they explain why like Liu Kang can throw fire. Um, it doesn't explain. I mean, there's a lot of things that don't really make sense, Glenn. Uh, like, I get that you can, I can sort of buy that, like, from inside, there's some sort of power that emerges, like, allows Kano to shoot a laser from his eye or Liu Kang to throw fire from his hands. I don't know how it gives Kung Lao's hat the ability to turn into <laughs> a, like a chainsaw or um, Jax, whose That was arms, such a good kill, though. Um, oh, my God. Oh, no, it was excellent. Um, or how it takes Jax's scrawny metal arms and just makes them better metal arms. Uh, <laughs> those things made zero sense. Well, like, you absolutely know, it's, it's alchemy, I guess, less than magic. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that was Cole's thing. He couldn't develop whatever his ability was. Uh, so he's like, I'm going to go home. And uh, when he goes home, that doesn't get rid of the birthmark on him or whatever. So Shang Tsung sends Prince Goro after him and uh, he terrorizes Cole's family and Cole has to defend his family against uh, this crazy giant formed monster. And uh, it is at the moment when all hope seems lost that he reaches down and finds his whatever it is. Like, he just materializes a suit, apparently, that absorbs uh, blows and energy or something. And Yeah, like Black Panther's suit. Yeah, yes. And he gets two sharp sticks uh, to stab Goro with and does so. Um I would say that's a relatively unimpressive power, but you know, whatever. Uh, I guess I don't know enough about Mortal Kombat to be able to speak highly enough or clearly enough about the other characters that they included in this movie. Because um, a few of them I rec- I recognize, but a few of them are like, these must be from like games that happened after the 90s when I stopped paying attention. Um, like I didn't know who Cobble was. I never even heard of that guy. Oh, I, I, so I knew about Cabal. Um, like any any character that appeared after the first PlayStation, though, couldn't tell you. Um, but he was part of like Mortal Kombat anthology, I think, on the PS One. Um, like Melina, I think was in here as well. She was the girl with the really uh horrible smile uh i'm trying but there were some other characters that i I did not recognize i'm like oh they they must have there's like a there's just like a guy glenn with a big hammer like but that was it kind of looked like kevin nash yeah it's just a guy um i'm like okay whatever um i'm trying to think if there were like a reptile was in this um Although in the video games, or at least in the early video games, he was just like, you know, Scorpion or Sub-Zero, but he had like a, like his mask was green instead of like blue or yellow. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess in the other Mortal Kombat movies, Reptile was actually some sort of reptile creature, and uh, he was that here uh, as well. So um, I'm trying to think if there are other characters, but like Raiden is involved. Uh, you know, it's always weird to me, Glenn. Raiden is like a very memorable character from these games, and you can fight it. You can fight as him in all of the games, but so far they've done three Mortal Kombat movies, and in all three of them, he doesn't really fight anybody. Yeah, yeah. He's just like I'm the protector of Earth Realm or whatever, and then every now and again he's like Lightning Shield to keep the bad guys from. You know, he'll maybe shoot a guy or two here. Uh, but that's always weird to me. Like, in the movies, it's like, oh, Raiden doesn't really do anything. It's like, but yeah, but he's like one of the most popular characters in the game. Uh, that's bizarre to me. But And based off of the mm-hmm. villain in uh, Big Trouble Little China. <laughs> yes! Uh, lots of lightning in that film, uh, as yeah. I recall. Uh, they do... Uh, I think this earned them their extra quarter uh, star rating for me, Glenn. They do include uh, a modern mix of the Mortal Kombat theme during the end credits. Mm -hmm. So uh, they do get uh, some bonus points for me on that one. But do you have any other thoughts about Mortal Kombat? Like, I mean, was that Kung Lao kill of the, the vampire lady or whatever she was? Is that like your kill of the movie? It was certainly my favorite. Uh, oh yeah I mean I don't think anything gets remotely close I mean I guess like the kill itself is cool but I would say probably the best kill is Sub-Zero freezing his family I mean that is like an image that will stick with me Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah like seeing a live kill like that yeah definitely sawing somebody in half with a hat like a bone saw hell yeah i mean that's <laughs> like, what, are we, what are we talking about here you know like that's that was that's awesome gonna win it's just like in freaky yeah you know, which is just... again a shame that they again spoiler kill kung lao because like he's the guy who does the coolest thing in the movie and they're like yeah. well we'll get rid of him um yeah like no that was like the best thing also uh very kind of sub-zero later and uh, maybe he sh- maybe in the time since he killed Scorpion's family. He's shown a little bit of growth or uh, some humanity or empathy because when he captures Cole's family, he does freeze them, but doesn't kill them. Just leaves them there ripe for rescuing. Uh, so I guess... Uh, maybe it just wasn't, didn't sit long enough, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah. It's not like Scorpion was able to melt them away like he was able to and yeah. And- the later half too. So. <laughs> um, and then Lee Kang being like, huddle around and they just like huddle around his little fire. <laughs> I like that those little touches like that. Mm-hmm. Also the guy I played Lee Kang. Holy shit. Ripped. Dude, right. that guy's got like zero percent body fat. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Like when they were showing him do the meditation stuff, just like, dear lord. Mm-hmm. Holy cow, that is a lean muscled machine. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty crazy. Um, okay, so <sighs> any other thoughts on no. Mortal Kombat? Now, I feel like we've literally exhausted everything there is to talk about it. What would you, what would you uh, give 
Mortal Kombat 2021. Mm, like a three and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went three and a half as well. It was good. Uh, I think I maybe gave Detective Pikachu like a three and a half. Um, or like a three and three quarters or something. It's it's right up there with them. I'm I've seen people ask like you know hey is this like the the turning point for uh, video game adaptations and maybe I mean we'll see there's still um, there's still a few of them that are coming. Um, Uncharted uh, presumably is still a movie that's being made. Uh, I've been told they filmed it, but th- they haven't released any details or anything about it. So hard to say for sure, but yeah, maybe, maybe they've reached a turning point. There was definitely like a turning point for comic book movies too. For the longest time, people couldn't adapt comic books into movies. And it, as always, it usually takes a certain generation coming of age to get into position of power to make movies or television shows that have a strong enough connection to the original source material to make good adaptations. Yeah. And that's really what happened with comic book movies. And I'm sure the same thing will. Well, they've had like games. the mortal Kombat web series that that's pretty good. I mean, I haven't mm-hmm. seen all of it, but it's pretty solid. Yeah. So I think they just kind of, I think just being able, you know, it's that delicate balance of being able to embrace the absurdity like mm-hmm. that's why I think I enjoyed Rampage so much. It, it embraced how stupid it was. Yeah. Um. It wasn't. I wouldn't say it's a great movie, but it was a hell of a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I um, in terms of uh, stuff that we haven't had a chance to to watch yet, is there anything that's come out this year yet that you haven't seen that you want to see? And what's What's coming up in like, is there anything coming up in like May or June that you're excited to see? Um, I mean, I haven't watched the Winter Soldier TV show mm-hmm. yet. Um, uh, in May, it's going to be like the HBO Max movie that month. Um, those that wish me dead. Yes. Uh, with Angelina Jolie. I do want to see that because it's the guy who made, who wrote Sicario. Oh, okay. Um, and he did Wind River, which, I mean, to me is just one of the best movie. I mean, that is such a heartbreaking movie. Mm-hmm. Um, a Quiet Place Part 2 is scheduled to come out on May 28th, I think. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll watch it. I mean, I'll, I'll watch it, but I'm not like, you know, Really excited whatever. for it, yeah. Yeah, it's just, for some of these, it's just, I don't know if it's, yeah, you know, I was anticipating these, you know, at the time. But even like something like Black Widow, right? To me, it just feels like it's been so long that it's like, I feel like it's going to be like two weeks out for when it comes out in July or whatever. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I guess it comes out this weekend. You want to watch that, honey? You know, like, oh, okay, yeah. Like, it, that's, mm-hmm. I feel like that's how it's going to be. Yeah. Um, but it's just, you know, we've been out of whack for so long. It's probably just going to take a bit to be like, all right, hey, let's go see this movie this weekend kind of thing. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing June, June has, uh, I don't know. June has in the Heights. It has uh Luca, which is on Disney plus and it has F nine, which I'm sure you're very excited. About. Is there a trailer for that? The oh, Fast hell yeah. Yeah. You know what? You're right. Yep. Yeah. Fast and furious. Fuck. Yeah. I want to see that movie. <laughs> John Cena's Vin Diesel's unknown 
little brother, brother yeah. stuntman assassin hell yeah <laughs> i forgot about that i remember when you told me like that's what it's supposed to be and i'm like what no that's so there ridiculous. is a there is a rumor and it, look it's a rumor right but they say there might be a tie-in mm-hmm. with the fast and furious franchise in jurassic park oh my god i i half am appalled at the thought of it but with if this next jurassic world movie is truly awful then i just don't give a shit anymore yeah then just fuck it let's do it Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know (laughs) if if diesel launching cars at a good movie out of this franchise without just having completely (laughs) starting from scratch uh then fuck it let's just have Vin one, Diesel and muscle cars in his sixties going up against dinosaurs. I don't care anymore. One one big finale where they they've lost control over the dinosaurs and the Fast and Furious crew are hired to like like gather them or or catch them or kill them or something. Um, that's what I would like to see as well. <laughs> um, oh yeah, having them having to like race against Velociraptors and stuff. I mean, yeah, this is. <laughs> <laughs> just when you thought these movies couldn't get more stupid a t-rex God, jumping out of a helicopter ante, yeah on top of a car <laughs> oh yeah they're flying out of the helicopter some of the crews getting or sorry some of the families getting picked off by pterodactyls <laughs> <laughs> well let's make that happen um on my uh most of those movies are definitely on my list like i'll even watch that space jam movie uh yeah when, yeah i guess like yeah. that that looks like it might be cute um, I still need to see Raya and the Last Dragon. I've, I bought it. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, I also bought uh, Nobody, which I really want to watch. I wanted to watch oh, it before yeah, we did this that's podcast. That's I want to watch too. Um, I bought it because it's on streaming now, uh, and I really wanted to watch it before we did this podcast, but I did not have the time. But I really, really, really want to watch it. Uh, I believe it was described as uh, John Wick, but with uh, old dad energy. So, mm-hmm. uh, I'm here. I'm, I'm absolutely here for that. Um, I actually haven't read or watched or listened to any reviews about that, but I'm hoping it's good. Um, yeah, I've only heard good things about it. I've I, mean, only, I, I only, only know assume. like one person who's seen it, but yeah, I can only assume cause it's Bob Odenkirk. Uh, and he's just yeah. great. And it is the guys who made John wick. So I can only assume that it's great. Um, but yeah, uh, so I, yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to those things as well. Uh, well, I suppose that's a wrap on things for the time being. Um, as I kind of scurry through my notes here, I'm pretty sure that's it. I mean, obviously there are a lot of other movies coming out, but we probably shouldn't be looking at like. I'm not even thinking about anything past June, at this point. Uh, I would like to go see movies in a movie theater at some point. Yeah, only um, like there's Suicide Squad. That's yeah, in August. in August. Yeah, I mean, uh, Free Guy is coming out in August too. Remember when that was a movie that was coming out? It feels like oh my, years yeah, ago. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Because uh, that was supposed to come out like the end of 20, March last year, right? Yeah, yes. I thought that was maybe even like a 2019 movie that got pushed to 2020 or something. Uh, but yeah, maybe I think it was supposed to come out earlier and then they pushed it mm-hmm. to March 2020 and then the pandemic happened and then they like moved it I think all the way to Christmas like as a yeah. safe bet 
and then moved it again. I mean, No Time to Die, Glenn, is not coming out until October. Uh, yeah, I have some bullshit. Well, I've, well, I've got some. <laughs> well, I've got some time. I recently, I recently went and purchased the Daniel Craig collection on Blu-ray, so I can gear up for this movie. But I have plenty of time to watch it. It seems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, whatever. Uh, okay, everybody. Uh, in the meantime, while you're waiting for all of those movies to come out, you can head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. You can also find us on Patreon if you're interested in supporting us, patreon.com slash cinemageekly. Um, you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for Cinema Geekly and hit subscribe, and that way you can come back next time to hear us talk about more movie news and reviews on another episode of the Cinema Geekly Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>